We are talking with one half of Defy Tag Team Champions, the Second Gear Crew. We got Mance Warner. What's going on, man? Baby, SGC, Southern Psycho. I almost trailed off there because I got beat up tonight. What are we gonna do here, baby? What are we gonna talk about with old man? We're gonna talk a lot. First off, let's uh, let's see what you're you're drinking. Light beers. Some Kerr's Light out here, baby. And Seattle Kraken can. So shout out to Seattle Kraken. So are you are you a fan of uh, any sports? Are you a sports guy? Brother, I used to watch the NFL all the time. I used to watch baseball. But this is what happens. You enter pro wrestling, mm-hmm. and you basically live at the airports or in a vehicle. Mm. You're on the road all the time. You're at the airport. I, I didn't know the Super Bowl was, what, tomorrow? Yep, tomorrow. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. I don't know who's in it. I don't know who. I don't know shit about it. Damn. I used to know everything. I couldn't tell you anything. We got now. Kansas City Chiefs. We got the Philadelphia Eagles. So <coughs> we'll see. Philadelphia. Here's the thing. is Phil, If Philadelphia, this is going to be very dated when this happens because they'll either win or lo- won or lost. But we know in Philadelphia, if they win or if they lose, there's going to be a riot. So yes. Well, here's the thing, too. You got to gamble on it. Yeah, it's so true. Even, I, I'm going to gamble. I don't know who's in it. I don't know what's going down. I'm going to throw some money in there and try to win. Uh-huh. And, and it's also it's just a reason to drink more light beers. Yes. And eat nachos. Yes. Awesome. Some then. tacos, maybe a burrito. Yeah, there you go, dude. Hot dog, something. I don't know. Uh, I'm, hungry. I'm hungry today, guys. I, absolutely. So um, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, what got you into wrestling? Were you a, oh. a, a fan growing up? Yeah, since I was a little baby boy. Uh, Jesus, I what was What was your first uh, memory? Watching Dub C Dub. Everyone knows Old Master loves Dub C W. So I was watching Dub C W Stinger. Double A, The Horseman, Ric Flair, Flying Brian, uh, Sid was on there, Bear Windham, and then you get into WWF. But so when I was a kid, this is the way it worked. My uncles, they believed WCW was real. Okay. WWF was the fake stuff, but WCW is real. So if I was trying to watch WWF, they were giving me shit. They were like, that's the fake, that's the bullshit. Yeah. So I would watch NWA, WCW with them, but then Mm -hmm. I'd have to go watch Hogan. And Savage and the Rockers and the Warriors on your own time. Shit on my yeah, own time. Yeah. But then when they all came to WC Dub, they weren't fake no more. So my, okay. my uncles, they were, you know. They're like, now they're going to test their real yeah, strength. They sold you know? out when they saw everyone from WWF coming over and then they loved them. So, okay. you know. That's the way it goes. Who, uh, okay, so who was your favorite like like uh, underrated WCW guy? Like the, oh, maybe man. the wrestler that only showed up on Saturday nights. Brad you know? Armstrong. Brad Armstrong, the nice man. one. Yeah, him and Great Muda had a match one time. It was like thirty minutes on Saturday night, and I preach about this damn match all the time. Most most people have never seen it. Okay, and I'm always telling the new wrestlers and the younger people coming in, go watch this match. Just watch this match. They, they it's just, so. Go nice. watch the match out there. Whoever's watching this, go watch Great Muda and Brad Armstrong. Great Muda, okay. 1992. There was a tag team that I was like dead set that they were going to be like the next Diner Brothers. I think they were called like um, High, Vo- High Voltage. High Voltage. Kenny Chaos, Chaos and yeah. Robbie Rage. Yeah, they were amazing. I thought they were so awesome, but they never like made it off of you know Thunder and, and Saturday Night. They had some, some, what did the kids say, bangers? Yes. They had some bangers with, uh, who the hell was it? Public Enemy. Oh, man. The Steiners. Yep. Uh, faces of fear. Oh Jesus. man, I sound like a wrestling nerd on here, don't I? Just absolutely, going and going and absolutely. Going. Did you? Okay, so did you ever wrestle with your friends in the backyard? Did you ever do that? Well, this is the way it would go down. <coughs> Sorry for coughing on here. So we would start wrestling around. When we were kids, right? Because everyone does, you know. Oh, I'm stinger now. I'm gonna do this. We would end up getting we'd hurt someone on accident. Okay. So we were basically doing what everyone calls strong style now. <laughs> 
when we were like seven and eight. Okay. And then my buddy, his name was Justin. His dad would run out there and yell at all of us because we. There was one time we hit a slop drop on a kid. Oh my god! And busted his nose open, but he was like the bully. So he would bully everyone. So he said, if any time he came over to wrestle, we would beat the shit out of him until. Yeah. And you pull the slop drop on yeah, him, hit, dude. Hit him with a slop drop, baby. God right damn. On the cement. Not on the, not on the grass around the yard in the, in the little walkway. Wow. Because he was a dickhead, man. He had it coming. If you're out there, I think his name was Jason. Beat the hell out of him, man. So you're known for doing a lot of like hardcore matches. You guys, you, you know, very, get very hardcore. Did you guys ever do that? You know, back? Did you guys ever use weapons when you were kids? <sighs> Let's see. I, I hit it. I'm sure I hit a kid with a chair. Okay. There was one time in school, I think I chucked a chair in the lunchroom because we had those like foldable, you know, like that you could, I don't know what you, what you call them. It was like the big plastic. It was like a bench where everyone was sitting at, but they had yeah. the chairs in the corner. You yep. got in trouble. They make you move yep. over to the wall, right? I'm pretty sure I picked a chair up one time and chucked it at a kid. Damn. I hit a teacher one time on accident. Okay. You hey, get man. suspended for that? Uh, I was out for three days. God That's damn. all I got. I'm, I was good at talking. Okay. I've always been good Cutting at talking. Cutting promos guys. on the teachers. Yes. Yeah. So I, I was fighting a kid, and a teacher jumped in, and I just happened to hit him on accident. But wow. once again, it was another kid. It was referee a kid, interference, man. You know, and the and the ref, the teacher was okay with it because he didn't <laughs> like the kid either. So I'm good at talking my way out of shit, guys. So if you were uh, if you were a WCW wrestler, if you you know if maybe ten years before your time, mm -hmm. if you were a WCW wrestler, do you think? You would have been in the stable with like Colonel Robert Parker. <coughs> I could, I could hope. That'd that would be, be amazing. amazing, right? Parker and uh, Terry Funk, Bunkhouse. Oh yeah, there? Bunkhouse Bunk, dude. I think Stunning Steve was in there at yep. one point. Yep. Who else? Who else? Someone, Dirty Dick Slater, I think was in that's there. That's true. Yeah. That's a that's a golden stable right there. Yeah, that'd that's be great. Printing money. I was WCW would still be around if that worked true. out, man. <laughs> I was talking with your partner, and he said that he, you know, he would have been an ECW wrestler. Oh, Absolutely. Sure. Uh, if you could go back in time and and just insert yourself into prime ECW, who would you have liked to like throw down with in their prime time? Oh, I've pitched this match before. And I don't know if it, uh, if it will go down at any point. Me and Justice against RVD and Sabu. Oh, that would be so awesome. Or me against Carino. That would be cool. But me and Justice about uh, just about with anyone would be insane because mm -hmm. uh, I mean that's versus me, the pit bulls versus the uh, eliminators. Yeah, any uh, damn there's public so many. enemy. God, you could just, just uh, it's uh, man. We just got PG thirteen. I'm, I'm zoning out because I can hear the crowd too. Yeah, we'll go on tangents. I'm sorry. It's it's been, all it's good, been a long bro. Week, man. It's all good, bro. Uh, a little side note on Defy. Sure. So the first time me and Justice got out here. Mm -hmm. I remember staying out the curtain and being like, man, we ain't been here before. I wonder what the crowd's going to be like. And pretty much everywhere we go, it's chaos. Like, people yeah. kind of know us as we're going to cause a bunch of shit. Yep. And the first time we went out there and the crowd went nuts. And just feeling how that crowd is in this venue, it's special out here. If y'all, everyone all here knows who we're talking about because it's for the Patreon, right? Yeah, yep. But if if you got friends that don't, they don't know anything about wrestling, show them Defy. Am I look at this camera or this camera? I'll look at all the cameras. Yeah, look at you yeah, guys. yeah. Just <laughs> tell them about Defy. It's a special thing out here. It's it reminds me of ECW. There's other places that I, I work at and go and fight at and do what we do, but like this crowd here, like if you give everything you got in front of these people, like they, it's not bullshit to them. Mm -hmm. And you could tell that looking around. So sorry, I'm going off. It's all it. good, man. I appreciate that. You know, that was a question I was going to ask. But um, okay, so you know, you're into wrestling. You're doing some backyard wrestling with your friends. When did you, you know, start to realize that you could do this? God, I've only been doing this about. 
think it's been about seven years. I think I said that earlier to, yeah, to you yeah. earlier. It's only been about seven years, and sometimes people will be like, "Bullshit, you've been wrestling like fifteen years or something." It's only been about seven years. I found, uh, I looked up. I knew one thing from we're all wrestling nerds, so like mm-hmm. watching shoot interviews and shit. The one thing you always get told is you got to find a school that ain't just going to teach you moves, but they're going to teach you to respect pro wrestling and then figure out what you want to do with it. Yeah. Uh, so I went to Billy Rock. Billy Rock uh, was he, he out in Lafayette, Indiana. I don't think he ch- does any training anymore. Okay. But he trained me, uh, Ruby Riot. Mm-hmm. So Ruby was in there a couple years before me, and then I think he did one more class and then he was done. Uh, but yeah, you just got to find a, a school that you want to be in and you want to learn the right way to do stuff. So for me, it was like I knew how to find a good school. So I went there, but I'm also the psycho that the first couple of weeks of being there, I'm like. Uh, so how can I hit a motherfucker with a chair? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I could do arm bars and all that stuff, but I don't think anyone pays money to how see How do I Mansour. stab a guy? Yeah, I don't think anyone pays money, you know, <laughs> to see old Mansour do arm bars. You were looking for New Jack to teach you. Yeah, yeah. you know. So, but y'all know me. I like talking shit, cutting promos, and beating the hell out of people. Totally. So, and then getting paid. Yeah. So it's a win-win. So how far into, you know, training and then, you know, having your first match, did you really start to go to IWA Mid-South? Because that's notorious. Yeah, you know? that's a, God, I went there probably three months in. Oh, wow. So okay. as soon as I, we trained for, I think it was eight months and you just trained and that was mm-hmm. it. Because some people start training, they start doing shows. Yep. So we, we started training and then I started doing IWA Mid-South with Uncle Ian like th- three months in. Sure. So. You get your ass kicked out there. What was your first interaction with Ian Run? Oh, my God. Uh, I don't even know where to begin, man. <laughs> a lot of people shit on Ian, and I get it. Uh, people have, like, you got to judge someone off of what they do. And I'm sure he has done some shit. He ain't done none of me, so I can't say mm-hmm. that he's a piece of shit or nothing. He always paid me, took care of me, uh, taught me a lot of stuff. Yep. But I think the first time, uh, the first thing he bitched at me about was going too long. And that was for going like 10 minutes over. Okay. And then there was times where I would go like 40 minutes over, <laughs> 45 minutes. It was just because okay. it's a small crowd. So like you would have, let's say 30 people there, yeah. but they're there every week, twice a week, yeah. Thursday and Saturday every week. So in my mind, it's like the last territory. You're yeah. in front of the same people. So you got to just kind of start doing some shit. Yeah. You're working on the fly. Uh, but yeah, there was one time Ian was backstage. He picked up the, the whiteboard. Everyone writes on the times and the mm-hmm. rules and whatnot. And I swear to God, he was going to hit me with it. And I'm standing there waiting. And he's holding it. And he's, getting, he's yelling. And then he goes, if y'all didn't tear it up like you did, I would just attack you with this damn board. <laughs> and I was like, Ian, Uncle Ian, go ahead. You got to, man. I went like 45 minutes over. I understand. But he said the only people that he had to yell out more than me was Punk and Chris Hero. Okay. So I'm okay with that. Nice. I'll take that. You're in good company, man. You're in good company. So, you know, you're wrestling at IWA Mid-South. When did you start to really get out there? Was it MLW? Because that's when I first started to get, uh, you know, kind of – you know, viewing of acquainted w. with yeah, me. acquainted. You get acquainted See, I know a with you. Big words. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I think it would have been so. I was doing all the local places, IWA, doing all that stuff, and then I started just going on the road, getting in cars. Awesome. Young wrestlers getting cars and just drive with people, just go to places. Uh, I started doing Combat Zone. Oh yeah, CZW. So, yep. I was a champ out there. Me and RSP did Cage of Death. Ricky Shane Page. Yep. Did a TOD out there, and then right after that is when I went to MLW. Okay. And then I was out there. 
What a t- I feel old talking to y'all. So now. tell me about it the all blends into one time. We just kind of glossed over these 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 uh, tournament of death and, oh, yeah. and these things. So what's your mindset going into a match where you're probably going to get stabbed with some glass? You're probably going to get some you know very violent things done to you. What's your mindset going into that? My answer is going to be kind of out there. Okay. So, but I think anyone that does what like if you're an actor and you're going to play like a crazy character, you got to get into like a dark place. If you know that you're going to be in a death match, you have to be okay with knowing that you may get really, really fucked up. You're probably going to get really hurt and cut up. And you got to be okay with it. So you got to almost in your head kind of take all the bullshit about life and things that if your week was sucky or if it was great, it's gone. So once you go to the curtain and you know like, okay, I'm going to light some shit on fire. I'm going to get my tongue stapled. I'm going to dive through this thing. I'm going to jump 25 feet off this with RSP through glass that's hanging and then through tubes and then through this. Cage of death. Yeah, yeah. you just got to kind of know that this is it's what you're doing, man. And it ain't, you know, I don't know if that even explains it. No, just it does. Go to a weird spot, I guess. Yeah. What was your craziest, you know, or worst injury? Yeah, from deathmatch wrestling. Now, this is this is going to be a stranger spot, too, man. Uh, I've. I've gotten hurt more in regular matches than oh, in wow. matches. Okay. So you get cut up and you'll get hurt a little bit, but like. I've collapsed my lung in a, a regular match where I took like a DVD. Well, I don't know if you want to call it regular. I took a DVD from, <laughs> from the top rope. It wasn't a death match, but I took it. Somewhere a, in between. Yeah, I took a DVD from the top rope to the floor through like two or three doors that were stacked okay. up. But them doors don't give you a lot of you know give. So when you hit that bitch, you just go. And I knew it, but I didn't really think about it until I was up there. So then when I landed, it just, oh, you make a sound? Yep. That's your lung collapsing. Me being me, I was supposed to get on a flight, and they ended up talking me out of it. So I go home. Mm-hmm. I go home to my cats. I lay down. Yeah. I go to sleep. I couldn't, couldn't sleep. I couldn't breathe. Damn. So I woke up. And then my family lied to me, and they told me they were going to take me like a med check. So then we're pulling up, and it's a hospital. I go, oh, y'all lied to me. I knew it. And then they walk me in there, and the doctor says, he's like, I don't know how the hell you're walking. Your lung is basically a pancake. So for a day and a half or whatever it was, I was walking around with one fully collapsed lung. And then they do a little thing where they put a little incision and put the tube in your chest and then you breathe. Whoa. So that one sucks. And then when I broke my leg, I broke the, what was it, the fibula and the tibula. I remember that. And it was, uh, they said it was like, who was it, Bo Jackson, I think, when he broke his leg, it shattered and spun. Yeah. That's what mine did. That was the same day as Danhausen, yeah. right? Yeah, right yeah. after. Yeah. So he he happened to him right after me. So, yeah. <laughs> same promotion. Yeah. Same was, show. Yeah, it was just a fluke. It was like they had floor like this outside the ring. And I didn't know this till later. Someone was telling me that someone had spilled beer or something. So uh-huh. I just took a shit can out of the ring where they just throw you out of the ring and go yeah. through the ropes. So I go through the ropes and I land. And when I landed, it sounded like a shotgun went off. Ugh. So I think I may have slipped and then my leg just exploded. But I felt bad because we had him, man. Me God and Dango damn. were out there cutting promos for about 10 minutes. And Fandango? It was, yeah, it was gold, nice. man. Nice. It's always good when you work with someone from like WWE and yeah. they don't know you yet. Okay. And then you go out there and say, I oh, will figure it out out there. And then they're kind of like, who is this some bitch out here? You know? Yeah. And then, then they go, oh, this some bitch gets it. Yeah. That's the moment. That's the best That's part awesome. of wrestling. Like, That's oh, awesome. Okay. Was it hard for you to go from indie wrestling to being a, a wrestler on TV, like to, to, to like learn, you know, hard cam, et cetera, et cetera? Was, it, was that a difficult process for you? For me, not, not really because like, see, y'all already know me. At this point, I like fighting. I like breaking shit. Mm-hmm. I like telling stories. 
And if you watch me in the ring, you watch one Manser match, you know I'm constantly going to be posing like Kevin Nash. I'm going to be looking for the camera. Yeah. All I do is watch wrestling. Like when other people go home, they do other things. I just watch wrestling. So mm-hmm. if I got free time, I'm going to watch wrestling. So we're all living our dreams. So for me, it's like it's already in my head what I need to be doing. So it's kind of like I'm already there. Yeah. So for me, it's not too hard. It's like, you know, the cameras are there and they're going to find you. You know where the hard cam is. You know where the Rome is. You know where everyone is. So as long as you do what you got to do and. Totally. You know, you're good. Nice, dude. And they give me free beers. Everywhere, there, hey, man. there so you go. Win, win. Absolutely. What's your top? What's your top? Uh... I like cheap beers, baby. Cheap beers? Okay. Any cheap nice. beer. I like any light cheap beer. So you're not a fan of like the IPA stuff like that. I'll it's drink them sometimes, but it, I'm not a big fan, man. I feel like I'm drinking a big old root beer, like yeah, a damn it'll coffee fill you up, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You drink two of those and you're like ready for a nap. Yeah, I like drinking cheap piss beer and then find me some food. Yep, and then that's my night after a nice, show, dude. man. What, what's your what's your go to like food after a show? It depends where we're at. So okay. out here, there's a pizza place I keep yep. hearing about. Every time I've been here, we've had to jump on a red eye flight, so I got to mm-hmm. leave right after. Sure. So I want to find that pizza place. Okay. Or some sort of chicken wrap, man. Chicken Everyone wrap. Everyone knows we go, our old master's getting a chicken wrap. I don't know why. It's just easy. Chicken wrap and some cheap beer. Some cheap beer, man. Nice, I'm dude. a simple guy. Okay. I don't nice, complain dude. much. Well, you know, just kind of swerving it up on you. So um, if you had, you know, run of any artist band musician to write a custom theme song for you price is not an issue and you can have access to anyone who would it be oh i don't know man justice is the big music guy i like i i listen to pretty much anything that's going and I like i said i don't complain much put on whatever i listen to it but we were talking about uh this is something that happened because i don't get to me we're just dudes that wrestle, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day. If I'm ever around someone and they act like they're a superstar, I think they're a dickhead. We're just, we're wrestling, we're living a dream, we're getting to do this. If, you know, if, if fans ain't showing, if it's not for the fans, we don't get to do this shit. Sure. So we're sitting around bullshitting, and it was after a show and someone came up and they were talking about ECW. Mm-hmm. And you know, Justice loves ECW, I love WCW, I love ECW too. And they basically said, that they think of Pantera's Walk as like it's our song, and it's always as a fan of wrestling. Everyone knows this RVD yeah. shit, you know. Yeah. But there, we don't really stop and think about this shit because we're just dudes that love wrestling and we get live our dream, you yeah. know. But there's a whole generation of fans that are like, "Oh, that's SGC's theme song." That's cool. So to me, I was saying this up there earlier. We were talking about this with Pantera being back and everything. Yeah. It'd be pretty sick if he, if they, the band somehow saw. You know, that yeah. we're, I'd imagine they'd like our match because it'd be chaos. Yeah. And I know that film yeah. and watch pro wrestling and stuff. So to me, if we could get them to approve that we're using that, that'd be pretty sick. And then play you out to the ring. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Not bad. Not bad, man. So you have uh, some scars, I'm assuming. So my last question for you, uh, pick a scar on your body. Show us if you can, but at least tell us the story of how you got it. This one right here. Okay, let's go. So Show it to the camera. You see that? It looks like I got bit by a dog or mm-hmm. burned up in a damn fire or some shit. So there's a thing in pro wrestling that's called Taipei Deathmatch. Damn. And what you do in that is you tape your hands up and then you put, what is it, hot glue? They take a hot glue gun yeah. and put the glue on your hand, right? And then you dip your hands in glass. Legit glass. Like, not no bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then after you dip it in glass, you fight. And that's what you do. 
So I did one of those back at the end of October going into November, I think it was. Who are you facing? Uh, Murdoch. Okay. John Wayne Murdoch. Yep. So this is live. We're in the ring. And I told the guy who's going to put the glue on us, because this is hot. They're melting the glue right there through the glue gun, and that goes on your shit. So I take my wrist up, and I told the guy when he's taping, I said, stop right here, because I didn't tape up further down. So he's putting the glue there, and it's live. I'm standing there. Looking all crazy. Oh, here we go. And they're putting the glue down, pop, pop, pop. And he keeps going. And I'm trying to tell him, don't. But it's kind of hard to do. You know, it's live. We're in the middle of the ring. There's a crowd there going ape shit. And he puts it. And if you watch it back, you can see the look on my face like I'm pissed. But you can see the steam of my. And it's not steam, it's my skin burning from the chemical burn. Because it burns through the fucking tape and it just starts burning. And then they go to Murdoch. And I know sold all this. So if Murdoch sees this, let him know. When they put it on him, he starts shaking and yelling like a little baby. But anyways, I love, I love Murdoch. But so we do the match, get done. I take all the tape off. At this point, all these cuts are like bubbled up and they're yellow. Uh, and they're like pus. Like not pus, but some sort of liquid and shit. Yeah. Out of it. And ever since then, it's been like, it will go away. And then as soon as I tape up my wrist to go fight, the blood will like pull back in these little spots. I assume from where it was burnt and the skin mm-hmm. was all fucked up. Yeah. But it's every time I'm at a show, people are like, did you get bit by a dog? What happened? What's yeah. supposed to? And I got to explain that damn story every time. God damn. See, you, you earlier you mentioned not to you know take up your whole t- uh, ton of your night, but you, earlier you mentioned that your 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 friends or your family had to kind of convince or to kind of like trick you to go to the doctor. Yeah. Do you just try to not go? It's, so when you get into pro wrestling, you could kind of gauge your the pain, I guess. So you know if it's really really bad. Like when I broke my leg, I knew I was fucked. But other than that, like everything I've been like, oh, I can work through this or you get, you know, you get cut real bad or you get a, a you know, glass goes in somewhere, you sure. just tape it up sure. or whatever it may be. You get rocked or you go through something, your back, whatever. So for me, I try to gauge like, okay, how bad is it? And usually within the next week, I'm good. Cool. But there's certain, there's other ones where you're like, oh, like this one I know for the next, it's already been a couple months since like I just have to tape it up. Yep. And spray shit on it and tape it up again and then Goddamn. not do any more Taipei death matches. Yeah. They pay me triple. From your old friend Axel and Ian Rotten. That's yeah, the first Taipei death match I saw. Yeah. Man. That, I mean, that's, you know, Carl Gott should be proud of that, you know? <laughs> I got to start doing some more arm bars, you know what I mean? Awesome, man. Old Mancer, dude, thank you so much, bro. Dude, thank you, baby. Thank let's you. get you some more light beers and some, uh, some chicken wraps. Yes. Keep on watching the fight, y'all. Support us. Spend that money. Get that Patreon money on there. Keep on watching. Enjoy it. Like I said, man, without y'all, we don't get to do this shit. If life is sucky, wrestling is awesome. Put that on a t-shirt when you're there right There you go. Down, right? Absolutely. I love y'all, baby. One half of the Defy Tag Team Champions second gear crew, Mance Warner. Defiant Ones. Defiant Ones.